0: Indiana's only LGBTIQ news and public affairs show featuring music, events, and interviews both local and global. Live from the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Good evening, loves. Welcome back to another episode of Blooming Out, one of the longest running radio programs dedicated to bringing you information and commentary on news, personalities and life from an LGBTIQ
1: perspective. I'm Melanie Davis.
2: I'm Justin Robertson.
1: I'm Ireland Meacham.
2: I'm Lucas Fisher.
1: (laughs) Lucas is having some audio issues today. (laughs) And we have a special guest tonight
0: and I'm really, really excited. It's straight from the back door. Your favorite, Smoove.
3: Hey, hey.
2: <laughs> it's so good to see you, Smoove.
3: I know it's good to see you too. I look I like an you angel even right, right with now. Just, You're making me. I know. For the
2: boom <laughs> boom room that I
0: see in the. Back. All right, please explain the boom boom room. I can't. I can't not ask. So
3: it's just sort of my gender non-conforming. Person cage cave, I don't know what I like a man cave, I guess, but nice with things I like. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice. Okay. laughs>
0: the mannequin's got a g string, right?
3: Um, uh, actually, Some? she's she's wearing a vagina puppet and she's got <sighs> a tote bag that says clitoris on it. That's my book club, and uh. Yeah, she's got a pussy cape on. So.
0: <laughs> oh my God! I think like you are my spirit person.
2: That. <laughs> yes, tell me you have to go to the Boom Boom Room. Some. Oh it my. Used to be my home away from home at one time. But
0: when you got kicked out. A
2: long time. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, Justin just got old. It's oh. true. I mean, I
2: didn't get old, and and you did not.
3: But she's in here for you, babe.
2: <gasps> I know. Maggie, Fisher. Right, Maggie Smith. Oh. Even Maggie Smith is there.
0: Maggie Smith. Why do you call her Fisher?
3: Oh, it's Smith. Maggie Smith, the yeah. Countess Dowager, is wearing a bumper sticker that says, if God didn't make homosexuals, there wouldn't be any. <laughs> <laughs>
0: she Stop. had spoken. I mean, yeah. you know, it's true
3: a wise woman i mean she doesn't know what a weekend is but she knows about how
0: so <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't even remember what a weekend is anymore i think it's they everything's run together so yeah i
2: don't, I don't either weekend is but for the opposite reason that maggie didn't right oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh yeah no so sorry folks you don't get to see any of this funness Um, um, but this room is, uh, just from my vantage point, pretty epic.
1: Yeah. I love all the frames and walls. (laughs) It's full of crap.
2: (laughs) It's your arts and crap room. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Everybody
3: needs one of those. It is. It's like my fortress of solitude. I come out here when I need a break and, you know, yeah.
0: You got those fun crystals and stuff? No. Don't have uh,
3: there is, there are some crystals in here. Yes. Then it's and a fortress some, of solitude. You know, weird lesbian massage oils, because. There's nothing weird about that. Okay. <laughs> I'm that. I'm that person.
0: <laughs> a lot of us grew up in the '90s. We know. Um, I know. We we all have them. Massage
2: or, <laughs> I mean, do they have special flavors or scents or?
3: Uh, I'd have to go look, but uh, you're not privy for that information.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm not ready for that information. I just want to know, you know, what's going on in the boom boom room. This is privileged,
3: it's a Karma Sutra weekender kit, <laughs> and it comes with um, you
2: know, what a weekend is
3: some honey dust that you can <clears throat> apply with this feather. <laughs> It has three yes. different oils. And I'm not a lesbian. There's sweet almond oil, That's the karma Sutra oil of love. It does not specify a flavor, and then wild clove bath gel, which is all gone, apparently <laughs> oh I.
0: I kind of miss sex now. Aww. (laughs) We have
3: the honey honey dust is nice. I will say that. I do remember that from. I found this kid cleaning up my basement. (laughs) What
2: What is honey dust and what is it used for?
3: Well, it's sweet just and it tastes like honey. Oh, okay. But it's dust. It's dust.
2: Okay. You
3: can put it wherever you want.
2: It's dust. It's low and fat. (laughs) <laughs> it's like uh, powdered sugar.
3: I guess, but it's honey.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. Okay.
3: And it's
0: antibiotic because of being honey. So it doesn't contribute to, um, you yeah. know,
2: it's good stuff. It you lasts try forever. It. Supposedly honey doesn't ever go bad.
0: No, you can, they have it in the, uh, in tombs in Egypt and it's still, all you just got to do is heat it up oh. and you can eat it again or just munch on crystals or rub the dust all over yourself. Yeah. And, uh, and know that the last person to rub themselves with that honey was a Pharaoh. So maybe <laughs> yeah. oh, <wow>. Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's your story anyway. <laughs> <laughs> when somebody that's, catches you doing that. Yeah.
3: It's, uh, it's very, very interesting. I, I had no idea honey kept that long. Yeah.
2: Yeah, forever those, apparently.
3: Those beads
2: uh, never
0: expires.
3: Yeah, let's beads. hope they let's, let's hope something. they don't all die.
0: <sighs> yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. So, what is everybody else doing? What's how's your
2: how's your week been?
1: Justin.
2: <laughs> oh, you're no, a- first. <laughs> Well, as I said, I don't really have a weekend right now. I mean, it's just been back to work and. um Gosh, I really need to travel, Melanie. You were telling me about going to Bedford, and that made me jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear that Bedford
0: Bureau of Tourism?
2: <laughs> I think I've got to go to Bedford. So that's so. Right now, I'm just wishing. You <sighs> I How mean, are you in Ireland. Ireland.
0: Ireland?
1: What? Oh, oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I haven't been nothing. You know, same old, same old as always. But, um, yeah.
4: Um, you changed your hair you again.
1: Not doing much.
4: <laughs> your hair's blue now.
1: Yeah, I dyed my hair blue. That's the one thing. Blue uh, hair. hair, blue hair, blue hair, <laughs> and it's the queer haircut of the season because it's a mullet so nice. nice nice
0: i was telling katrina about those
3: yeah, yeah. i had to so
2: something. glad you're bringing it back
3: yeah did you say did you are you gonna grow a rat tail
1: oh. already starting to grow a rat oh. tail yes nice
3: well keep up the good work <laughs>
2: thank you well, you used to have a rat tail right i did yeah yeah,
3: well, yeah. everybody did
2: yeah
3: it was the In thing the
0: yeah, it was a big thing. You braid it, braid that one little <laughs> bitty braid right down.
2: Did Do you have one Melanie? Me? Yeah.
0: No, I was not allowed to have short hair or long hair. I was ha- I had to keep my hair like um, above the collar, so that was not for me. Uh, sorry. But... You oh, that's okay. I got to watch all my friends go through that, and uh, and they did it and and. Then they kept it going a little too far, and then they got made fun of, so (laughs) I missed out on all the ribbing. Um, Lucas, did you have anything exciting? No. Really? Same old, same old. Everybody's just working for the weekend? No, everybody's
4: working. I'm working for the weekend. Yeah, it's been one of those weeks. Um, I've been doing this work schedule where I work two days at 7 a.m., and then... I work till eleven p.m. on the weekends, so
0: I'm a
1: little fried, but
0: uh, making it work. Um, I'm gonna put you on the spot, Ireland. Okay. Because you were in New York. I was. What?
1: What? I, I said yes. <laughs> oh, okay. I
0: was like, I thought maybe you came back again. You're like, I was. I'm like, whoa, All right? I can't keep up with you. You're like the bungee person. Um the oh, place. Uh what did you hear or see of any of the Shaisa that went down in? um, uh, well, it was the, what was the name of the park across the street from
3: Washington square? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I actually didn't end up going, I couldn't end up going to the, um, queer liberation March, which was an event that was happening. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, you know, it's, it was for b l m obviously, but also recognizing the fiftieth anniversary of the first pride march and the fifty first anniversary of the stonewall riots and um apparently um you know I was watching the whole march happen on Instagram all day and um and then you start seeing this like you know cops attack protest- or protesters in Washington square park, and you'd see the videos and it's like. This is just, it was its literally a pride march. Like last year, there was a giant world pride march that that I was at that like shut down basically all of Manhattan and there were like millions of people there to celebrate pride um, and this, the, the Queer Liberation March also happened last year, but it happened before world pride um, as sort of an anti-capitalist pride version of the march. and. Um, and since there was no like official world pride or nyc pride like big official like, you know with all the celebrities and the companies and all the pride flags and sh- um sorry lucas um, um, they were gonna nice. this queer liberation march and the cops go ahead and brutalize them again like if you know it's like if this wasn't part of like the blm move it's so very clear where priorities lie like all the white gays can have their big giant parade and everything's fine but when we start saying hey black man's lives matter people get really defensive and violent basically that's
0: that was I was watching it from here you know safe haven and it's, uh, it's infuriating just being here and, and having to, to see this yeah.
1: Oh, e- and no, in it's, a city, it's living in a city where the cops are actively terrorizing their citizens on a daily basis. Um, I don't know if you've heard about the fireworks that have been going off in Brooklyn. Um, I've but been hearing about
4: fireworks going off all yeah. over
1: the country. So basically, um, police have been caught handing out fireworks to in or just leaving boxes of them in lower income black usually black neighborhoods and then policing the neighborhoods as they are set off and arrest or in, you know making a bunch of the, you know wailing their sirens and stuff through the neighborhood so no one gets any sleep and providing these fireworks so that no one gets any sleep and it's it's a psychological warfare tactic Um i've been reading about it and um, <laughs> And, you know, people say, oh, are fireworks fireworks illegal there? They are illegal, yeah. So they're they're setting them up, like planting Uh, drugs, like planting fireworks. Exactly what they're doing, yeah. That is is
4: the most pathetic thing I've ever
1: heard. And I've even heard that some of the cops have been the ones setting them off in the first place. Because there was a protest outside Mayor Bill de Blasio's house the other day um, where all the a bunch of citizens came and were basically screaming outside his house, like if you don't, if we don't sleep, you don't sleep. If we don't sleep, you don't sleep. Um, and the next day, the fireworks were like way played down, and there weren't as many of them. And it's like so obvious, you know? Like it's so obvious. And I, you know, how can anyone, any, literally anyone in New York feel safe seeing the cops act like this? I just don't get it and That's... then what they, they were gonna defund them like a fraction of their budget yeah, yeah that was the other thing that happened today um, so people have been occupying outside City Hall for the past week and um, today they they passed a proposed budget um, which we were trying to get them to cut a billion dollars from this budget for next year and then continue to cut 1 billion a year for the next four years um, and basically what they did is just move the money around. They didn't cut any, any funds. They just moved the money around. And like, yeah. like basically like taking cops in schools and like putting that on the education budget instead of the cops budget. Like that sort of thing. Um, so they just, and AOC released a statement about it saying that it's all a bunch of lies and garbage basically. Um, so yeah, it's been a frustrating week here. But
0: yeah. When's the revolution start?
1: <laughs> i think it's already started it's already started
2: <laughs> it's starting
1: you just got to keep it going
2: so good
0: and that's it yeah get the information out there get the energy up because you know this isn't stuff that that is getting passed around uh main th- i didn't actually know about that um the fireworks thing that's yeah.
1: it's been in the news a lot but yeah easy to miss too
0: well i've yeah been in bedford um (laughs) i mean
3: there there there. it has been i've read about it in the news and you know i didn't get the detail that ireland just provided but damn you know like what the
1: hell every night it starts at about nine o'clock and it goes until like 11 midnight even sometimes
3: i mean it's it's really unbelievable yeah yeah i mean the one of my favorite Audre Lorde quotes is "Revolution is not a one-time event." Mm. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And this now is the time, right? And I don't know, I don't have any great answers, but like everything needs to change. Everything. It's systemic.
0: It's it 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 the tendrils the the <laughs> I, I'm thinking of actually fungus. Yeah. It's the mycelium are running through every. Uh, institution, and it all just needs to be cleaned up and rotted out. And uh, and that's scary to a lot of people, I know, but God, look, I mean, when you have rampant entrapment like that, when you have corruption and, and um, the terrorism going on unabated in the face of people saying, you've been terrorizing us, like, how... How can it go back to some semblance of what it Mm -hmm. was before? Yeah. Right?
3: I mean, does anybody remember Nina Simone? You know, everybody knows about Mississippi. Goddamn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is, this is not, it's been 50 years and, you know, people have said words, but there hasn't really been enough progress made at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm
0: exactly that... because
1: they're not they're not looking at a big enough picture yeah clearly i mean 50 years after a march against police brutality people are getting brutalized at a march against police brutality exactly, exactly. The thing <laughs> i mean
4: let's take a moment of cringe uh, Yeah, i'm sorry all the stuff that i've been seeing and it's the thing that really gets under my skin too is that we pass the point where the media is kind of really pay attention to all of it because there's so much of it going on, uh, and and yet it it just feels like uh, you know everybody wants to push it under the rug is the feeling, especially in like Louisville. And I know that uh, we're talking about pride and we're talking about black lives matter, um, but in Louisville, I feel like. At least in this area it's sort of being swept under the rug as far as as the media because the media doesn't work the same way uh i mean yes I it does but it's different here you know and uh it's a of cringe i'm sorry it's well a new thing.
0: i think we need to i'm all for getting enraged i i'm 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 tired of people being like the sad react you know and they'll tap that. And it's like, and you get a little cry thing. And now we have the care react. Okay. And then, and that's it, right? <sighs> then you get like, okay, no. well, I, I reacted to that.
3: Move on. You and... can't just be a bystander anymore, yeah.
4: yeah.
3: you know? And no, you need to like beca- actively work to become an ally. And it's, it's hard for people. Yeah. You know, it's hard for people to understand privilege, right? And even if you do understand it, you know, you're not perfect. I mean, there's a lot of history that I need to educate myself on. So I can sort of dissect my whiteness and pull it apart and be like, these are all the things that pieces that need to, you know, be put together in a different way that's productive and beneficial for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? I get that, but these are like huge issues. Huge, right? It's, and like you said, the tentacles, the mycelium, everything, it's connected. You know, capitalism can't survive without institutionalized racism. It is a product of that. Like, there's no more slavery. We just use prison labor now. Yeah. Like, come on. You know, that's not progress.
0: No, it's just pushing it down the, the line.
3: Like, like Ireland, like you mentioned, it's just like an accounting trick. It's rearranging the f-ing budget. Yeah. Sorry, the effing budget.
2: <laughs> That's
0: exactly
3: oh, it's exactly right. too late now. You just said it.
0: Um. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm
4: and pissed it, off.
2: Yeah. Thanks, move. You know, it's today's lynchings are the per brutality. Uh-huh. Like, you know, yep. nothing's really changed. It's just sort of been rearranged or shifted, but the same thing is happening.
1: Everyone always wants to shift the focus. I mean, is there... hey. uh, Sorry, go ahead.
3: Uh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say that I feel like this pandemic has changed everything, and it has opened up a path for this movement to happen. Yeah, and you're right. We need to. We need to keep hammering it home.
1: Mm-hmm. can't let up yeah i think everyone's finally like wow maybe maybe we don't maybe we shouldn't have to work our butts off every day to make money for a rich white man who doesn't give a single care about me like i'm trying to censor myself (laughs) but like you know it's (laughs) like maybe, maybe we don't have to do that maybe we can maybe we can demand that All of our lives matter, especially those of color, and change this system for good because it's not working for anyone.
3: Right. Exactly. No. And this pandemic isn't going to be over. It's only getting worse, right? And then you've got a housing crisis, an economic crisis, and you know, police police brutality crisis. Like everything is sort of, it's a house of cards that's gonna fall down, Mm -hmm. right, and hopefully we can rebuild it in a way that's equitable and fair for everybody.
0: Uh, Well, it has to be. Like I heard a,
3: a great analogy about systematic, you know, institutionalized racism, like imagine you're playing Monopoly, right, and for the first 200 years, you don't get to play, you just work your ass off to enrich somebody else then all of a sudden they're like well okay you can play but we've already been playing for 200 years and you don't get to pass go and collect your 200 dollars, but you can still play you're never gonna win right? right and then then for the last 50 years they're like okay well now you can have your 200 dollars when you pass go right but we're almost done playing
0: yeah
3: right yeah. so it's just and why do we have so many people in prison? Because we've criminalized things like drug use, sex work, things that are not hurting anyone. Yeah, These are, the, you know, sex work is because what? People have no other option, especially, you know, black trans women. Yeah, You know, like, it's just, these are like social, these are public health issues. These are not mm-hmm. folks that need to go to jail.
4: Yeah. These are
3: folks that need rehab. These are folks that need to help. These types of issues are not criminal. They've been criminalized. They're not criminal issues they are public health issues. These are folks that need some help. You know, they need a leg up, they need rehab, they need public health assistance. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you have a happy, healthy population where people, you know, have access to get the basic human things that they need, it's better for everyone yeah it just means the one percent they there is no trickle down ever <laughs> ever it trickles down to what a couple people in their family it mostly goes up i mean it, it, it mostly it, goes up it mostly goes up we we gave so much money to
4: corporations and then I, you know I was lucky to get a $1,200 check. I I can say that. But there were lots of people during this pandemic who their own tax money wasn't even used to bail them out. Right. So it's just, there you go. Well, Uh. and
0: I mean, I have heard uh, maybe just some reports of, you know, small businesses that were having a hard time getting loans when large businesses were having an easier time getting the loans that were promised, you know, to to keep – business is going so you have large corporations who are getting money but you know small corporations are having to struggle and are getting pushback and all that i, I don't know if anybody of any one of you maybe heard similar things i, mean,
3: I experienced that directly yeah right when the Paycheck protection program loan got launched i bank at a local credit union because i believe in you know what What money I have, I wanna reinvest in my own community. I don't wanna go to a giant bank. They're terrible for many reasons. But, you know, the only banks that were taking, even even would take your application to process it were these giant banks. And they put, and we know they did it, they put their biggest customers in the front of the line. Mm -hmm. They got the money first, everyone else had to wait like my application even though i filed it i couldn't even file it until like the last day of the the loan program or something because i I spent two weeks looking for a bank to process my application you know i got lucky because i got in there but it was, it was just a mess. And then you've got all these like publicly traded companies because of the loopholes. Mm. And they wrote, you know, they wrote in those loopholes where it's per location, 500 people or less. I'm sorry, but 500 people is still a pretty big company. It's huge. Right. It's not 50,000, but it's still pretty big. That's so huge. Right. And you, you do this. Why? So Trump can, there were several of his hotels that got loans. Yeah. Yeah, Several. there were several Trump properties that got their own loans way before everyone else. Bill I love- mean, this guy is, <laughs> he's terrible on so many levels. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, to be fair, though, he might be going to bankruptcy he's, again. He's
3: robbing us blind. Yeah. He's robbing us blind and enriching his friends and racist dog whistles to his followers, like, every day. Yeah. It never stops.
1: hmm
0: And that's what makes it dangerous, is because there is no... It seems like it's normal, because it's happening every day. It happens all the time, and this is the way it is. And I've heard that so much. Well, this is just the way it is, or it's the, this is the way it's been. Like, what do you want to do? And, like, change it all? Like, that's the... Um. That's the goal—is to make things equitable. How do you justify maintaining a system that does this to its own people? Um, but
4: yeah, the government's supposed to work and, and provide.
0: I, I saw Mr. Smith go to goes to uh, Washington. You know, I I saw the. the I saw. It. <laughs> but I saw it's just that. a movie. It's it's a movie. Um, Detroit. I mean,
3: the Republicans have spent the last 30 years dismantling any kind of safety net, any kind of system that was out there to help people. Yeah. Just, Anything like, say, you know,
2: you know any shred sort.
3: by shred, you right. know, tearing it apart. Yep. Yeah.
0: Because it's it, been
3: yeah. part of their plan to like drown the, you know, government in a bathtub. Like they wanted to get to this point. Well, now we're almost here. And look what happens when you do that. Mm-hmm. You don't have a you don't have a national stockpile of things you're going to need for a pandemic. You know, you fire those people because yeah. why do you need that? We haven't had one in a hundred years. Well, here we go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and and it's not like we can't afford it. Uh, we're the richest country, supposedly. Um, it it's a mm-hmm. matter of where we decide to allocate would the 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 people's funds right i mean the, this is our money and the idea of loaning our money to our you know wall street small companies or loaning this money to us because that check that you got the check that i got that's a loan that's like a forwarding you you have to claim that on your taxes you know that's not just going to come to you so um yeah
1: i haven't gotten mine yet (laughs) really yeah
0: did you fall in that window of people who won't get it or are you sufficiently old enough
1: it was like pack stuff but
0: oh okay well hopefully you get it hopefully because rents do right yep um gil scott heron comes to mind i grew up with him playing right and uh And his most famous work, um, you know, The Revolution Will Not Be Televised, uh, is right. It won't be televised. I think that now with having the communications that we have, um, it's instantaneous, it's worldwide. The revolution Mm -hmm. can actually happen because of um, all of social media uh and it just has to happen and we're we got way off topic um but it's not it's it, it's appropriate it's the it's what we're dealing with now it's what we're all dealing with um i often feel guilty about like moving away from specifically lgbtq things but uh really it's it all ties in together right uh it's
3: inner it's intersectional everything
0: yeah. absolutely you know
3: think about how pride started yeah mm-hmm. these were like trans and non-binary folks of color that you know started that whole movement
0: hey i saw the movie and it was some white kid um
3: ah stop <laughs> that was terrible and there was a it was horrible. backlash against that guy for like why did you whitewash this mm-hmm. to make it more appealing for hollywood no you're erasing history you're- you can't do that Beyond
0: erasing, you're misrepresenting to the. It's criminal. Yes, yeah. It's I'm, criminal.
1: It's a lie. The statues that are in front of the Stonewall Inn today are of cis gays. You know, it's not. Yeah. I mean, the whole movement has tried to. Be, I mean, ever since like you know, I don't know, like homonormativity and like respectability politics and stuff within the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community, it's like. That like defeats the entire purpose of the movement, you
2: know? Yeah. Wait, that's interesting, Ireland, because I've actually, I hate to say, I've never been to the Stonewall Inn. Um, Justin, to- how? I know, I don't know, because somebody just got kicked off the, the
0: neighborhood, neighborhood association. But, um, <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> Ireland, I wasn't aware that there were statues out there that were just a cis individual, so there are no statues. Dude, it's
1: like one lesbian couple and one gay male couple.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, Marsha
1: P and... I didn't know um, about those
2: statues. So those those are the only two that they have, right?
1: Yeah, in front right now, I think there's there's like, um, there might be some action to uh, replace it with the better statue. Um, I know that there is a park in New York that is being rededicated to Marsha P. Johnson and there's going to be a statue uh-huh. of her honor.
2: Um, I heard that, yeah, they proposed... Sylvia, both of them. A ...statue of Columbus with Marsha
1: yeah
2: which yeah. I think is fabulous mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of what 's happening now is really fabulous it 's very painful,
4: yeah
2: revolution is never easy, but when I see those statues come down of Columbus, I never thought I would see the day for that right day, ever and I'm- and it
0: has to <laughs> that that <laughs> mode of training the kids, that mode of bringing up citizens to to recognize these cultural heroes who were horrible individuals, you know, mm-hmm. don't celebrate them. Don't celebrate these people who own slaves. Well, they were founding fathers and they did, but no, no, they wrote that stuff into the constitution. They made conscious decisions to, to take this country and direct it into the future. Okay. And whether they screwed up or not, or whether they're a product of their age or not, we still live with that. Right. And there are people who Mm -hmm. suffer mightily because of that. Mm -hmm. And, and that oppression and that um, system of, of privilege uh, is a direct result of those actions. So we need to teach the kids the right history. We need to educate ourselves and act right instead of making excuses for heritage or some, Crap like that. That, that There's
3: a
1: perfect example. Yeah. I'm sorry, Arla, go ahead. Okay, the like the heritage not hate argument is so ridiculous to me. I went in high school, I went to the same high school as your daughter Kat does right now. And there is a real problem in that school of people wearing the Confederate flag around during the school day, wearing it Mm -hmm. on their on their backpacks. Like, even sometimes, like, I would see people wearing it, like, as a cape around their neck, like, something yeah. like a pride flag. And it's, like, heritage, not hate. The Indiana was in the Union. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. if that's argument, that doesn't even make sense, you know? Well,
0: and and the wearing the... You were there for it, for the... They banned it since then. You can't wear the Confederate flag um, or bring it into school. Yeah. Um, but they the kid that did that apparently originally the the way that i was hearing it from um some of the administration was he specifically said it was in direct retaliation for somebody wearing a pride flag yeah and i'm yeah, like
1: i remember there was uh i think um we always had a, a day of silence once a year for yeah yeah where you wear the duct tape across your mouth for lgbtq mm-hmm. um people and uh On those days, every year, while there were people wearing pride flags, there were also people wearing Confederate flags every single year.
0: Anywho, uh, we've been talking about this a lot, but we have a guest here who is going through uh, and has been through for the past three months. Like, It's got to be extremely frustrating um, to... Be a business owner uh through this pandemic and and especially a business where people come to congregate uh in great numbers and um and do all the things that all of us dearly miss <laughs> um, so kind of walk us through uh how you've been doing how it started off and and what you're where you're at because I we talked a little before the show and and I absolutely love your your approach to what's going on now with the reopenings and stuff, but like where did it where did it start? How how did it start off for you?
3: I mean it started uh, with a lot of neighboring states closing down and we're like, oh man, you know like this is gonna happen any day. And it did, like The next day and we found out and we had to close you know like we found out on the day we had to close that we had to close
0: Wow
3: right so it's just like bam you're closed you know we're the first ones closed which I guess was good in a sense because we were it only took us a month to get unemployment (laughs) Right, And then like the weeks that followed when like more and more millions and millions of more people unemployed and the waits get longer and longer and they don't have enough staff and they don't have, you know, everything was broken. Um, You know, so that happened. And then, you know, I was having conversations with some other business folks. I spent the next month, trying to line up some loans so we can pay our mortgage or pay our, you know, rent and utilities until we can get to the other side of this. Because, I mean, honestly, like, it's not a safe environment. You've got all these people, you know, the whole model is built on a bunch of people coming together and sharing a space. You know, you can't have a dance party safely. You can't really even do a show safely. you can't. So drunk people, or even like people that have had a couple of drinks, you know, they get relaxed. The masks come off. There's all the caution gets thrown out the window.
2: Plus, um, you can't drink with a mask on, really.
3: And you can't drink with a mask on, so it's a really bad idea, you know. And I, I was like, well, I don't want to a, risk my employees' health or my patrons' health. I do not believe in profits over people. You know, like, yeah, it's going to suck having all this debt now, but, you know, if it means that that's what we have to do to get through this and I can't pay myself for five years, then that's how it's going to be. I mean, like, I I don't want this place to die and I'm not going to let that happen, you know, and I want to come back from, you know, I want to get to the other side safely and alive (laughs) Right. it's just it's a lot you know and they're putting you know Trump the the federal government punted to the states and the states are just you know kicking shit down to us like it's sort of maddening how you know they're like oh well you can reopen but you have to do all these things and I'm like What's the point? Like, we're going to open and then have to close again in a week. I mean, you look at all the states that reopened early and let their bars open like maybe a week ago, and they've already shut the bars down again. Right? I'm like, I have zero interest in spending a lot of time and effort to try to meet these requirements. And even if I do everything right, it's still not enough only to have to close again, you know? And if that, if that means that for the next year, we're, we're make, literally make, going to make like 1% of what we used to make, it'll almost pair a phone bill. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You know, they're like, well, you could do carry out. I'm like, you could. Oh, but like, honestly, who's, who wants to come to a bar to buy a bottle of booze when you can go to Big Red or Kroger and get it for cheaper?
0: I mean, you know, part- you're coming
3: to a bar for the social aspect, for the, yeah. you know, for the entertainment, for the dance floor, the DJ, to see your friends, to hang out. You know, you're not, I mean, if you're coming there just to drink, then there's there are other problems mm-hmm. happening <laughs> um, so it's been it's been very frustrating and stressful. I will say that
4: it has to but
3: be. i don't think I don't think any of our so called leaders are being smart about this no. and if this is a way that you know I can. To do even a little bit to help lead and be like, this is a terrible idea. You know, maybe y'all should like figure out a way to help us stay closed and not make it worse. Right. Right. Because you, you, you see pictures like the bluebird this weekend. You know, it was like butts to nuts on their dance floor. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you know, I'm high risk. I'm not going out. I don't want it. But, you know, if there's 500 people in there, maybe 200 because they're supposed to be at half capacity or whatever. I guess that's 250, whatever. Right.
2: (laughs) I just think it's so irresponsible, you know, and I have friends who are going bowling who are going out to bars who are doing all this and Yes, it would be fun. Yes, you know I'm tired of lockdown, but I just I don't think it's any safer right now than it's ever been.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, well, I, I know. I mean, like you know, I'm like if we could magically expand our patio and have you know shows outside. I mean, that might be a different story, but I still think, you know, if you have to stand six feet apart, well, what, what you still get like
0: wanna, 15 people I don't on your go patio. Out
3: to stand six feet apart from my friend. If I'm gonna do that, like, come to my backyard and let's yeah. have a fire. And we'll yeah. stand 12 feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, you know, it's been a lot. And I feel like there, the messaging hasn't been clear, you know, for business owners in terms of what, like, we need to do and it's constantly shifting. You know, like that paycheck loan I talked about, struggling to even apply for? Yeah. In the middle of it, so I got it, right? And in the middle of it, literally, they were like, you have eight weeks to spend this money. I'm like, okay, but we're closed. I'm supposed to spend this on payroll. What do I do? So I started spending it on payroll for a couple folks that, you know, hadn't worked worked there long enough to... qualify for unemployment I'm like okay well I can help you guys out with this money you know and then in the middle of it literally they're like oh yeah we're changing all the rules about this loan now you have 24 weeks now you don't have to spend as much on payroll you can use it for rent stuff like that Ah! (laughs) Just and then the requirements to like it's supposed to be turned into a grant if you meet certain requirements but honestly like i was the math major and these requirements are sort of like they're mind-boggling i'm like oh my god i don't know how like normal people are going to figure this out
2: yeah because you're a genius i mean truly like a math genius and so if that's hard for you i can't imagine for somebody like me (laughs) you know
3: Justin, it's a, impossible to solve an equation if they change the rules the in the rule. middle of the game.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah. Find oh. X here. No, here. No, we went here.
3: Yeah. No, it's over here. No. Now it's <laughs> not Y. It's C. You know, like no, you can't.
0: And this is the help that was supposed to be given. This is this is what they came up with as uh, as a solution.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, right. This is their solution. How it's does like it's a joke? Right but they made a
0: lot of noise, you know? And that's almost as good as actually providing guidance and help and all that. Um, I should... mean,
3: they, they keep issuing like final revised guidance. I'm like, how many times do you finally revise this? It keeps changing that's the whole problem, you know? And I, I guarantee, I, I am almost convinced that, you know, cause my, my 24 weeks ends in like October now yeah maybe it'll work but not the way things are going now and we don't we still don't have the testing we still don't have the contact tracing we still don't aren't isolating people like if you can't manage it and now it's not just localized this virus it's in the community
0: mm-hmm.
3: it's everywhere it's in the air you know, I, you um, can get it just by breathing <laughs> you know and that's how do you control that everybody needs to breathe everybody needs air right
0: when they tell you it's your personal responsibility to do what you need to do to feel to make yourself safe without having issuing uh like meaningful guidance you know there's no mandatory mask wearing um
3: So the the state, no, there's no mandatory anything that should be mandatory. And the state did, they set up some marketplace for small businesses, right? So I'm like, okay, I'll I'll sign up for my package of PPE. You know what it was? It's such a joke. 50 disposable masks and one gallon of hand sanitizer.
0: You're joking. And I
3: think there were like five face shields (laughs) i'm like that's gonna last for like one hour right are you kidding me right wow so you know do i have like we never finished the first wave there's probably gonna be a second wave broadway's closed until january do i think it's a good idea do I want to reopen? Yeah, I want to cuz I miss I I I miss everything just like everyone else, right? But do I think it's smart? No. You know. Am I going to risk people's lives to make a few dollars? No.
0: Folks, I just got to say for everyone listening out there, um this is it what you're listening to is true responsible corporate citizenship <laughs> this um... uh,
3: please don't call me a corporation
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean you are a business now a business. Not a, a, um...
3: we're an llc
0: yeah that's that's uh
3: that's a tax differentiation probably but
0: exactly no you're not like a corporate corporate um but but for business leaders, be people in the business community who are making decisions. Um, this is what you're doing is so responsible and I'm seeing so much irresponsibility out there. So I I want to thank you for that because um, it, I, I drive in the middle of the night a lot. I go around um, <laughs> and it's how I get my, that's my Zen. That's my, that's my, um, uh yoga uh it <laughs> explains a few things but um it's it you yeah, know you're in closed space you're not dealing with people but you're still out and moving around um and i've always driven that was that was my thing but i'm seeing all these folks who you know as soon as we started opening up they're gathering in mass numbers and And the students were always doing that. But these are older people. These are people who are definitely not. Mm -hmm. uh, Their frontal lobes have supposedly developed. Um, Mm. They should know risk and and reward and and how to modify behavior. And yet they're just so happy to be able to. Like the lifting of the restrictions was actually saying that, oh, this risk is over. Um, and so they, they're at the bars, like you were saying, the Bluebird, and um, uh, a couple other ones here in town that I saw, just like bunches of yeah. people.
3: Brothers, and, I mean, all those yeah. places like...
0: Oh, Brothers, yeah, that was the other one that was... What, are you, what are you doing? Yeah, and, and they just they're like, well, we can open up. Well, no, that doesn't mean you're safe. That doesn't mean... People around you are safe. You mm-hmm. know, I, I'm high risk too. I've got like four different stupid factors for for risk, <clears throat> and uh, and I went to go test get tested because you can do that uh, at the armory, and it uh, for me it was free. I don't know, depends on your insurance or whatever. Um,
3: yeah, On some Thursday. Yeah,
0: and and I was able to get in and. And get tested. And I came back two and a half days later and I was free. And I'm so happy because I just the little bit of contact I've had with people still freaks me out. Um, And I can't understand the mindset of somebody who just isn't taking it seriously. So thank you for not being that sort of uh, person uh, who is like,
3: yeah. Let's lead by a different kind of example. Yeah. Being smart and listening to science, maybe.
0: What? (laughs) How dare you? I know, it's terrible. You should have your citizenship stripped. Um, You sound Canadian or something. Uh, Not that Canada does so well with their First Nations people. Um, But... um, yeah no people-centered, people centered I mean, people these are your customers right these are the people that that come to you for a good time and service and uh i can't also imagine what kind of entertainment venue would be so willing to risk right all of their patrons lives you know
3: yeah um, it's I mean, I can't, you know, even though you know, like, you could have it and not know. You mm-hmm. could be spreading it and not know. But I, I would feel terrible. Like, absolutely, I would be crushed if it happened at my bar because I was being irresponsible. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe this is what happens when you let women be in charge.
0: I love that, like the (laughs) countries
3: that, yeah, yeah. Maybe you guys should like, just let us take over for a little bit. We could fix this. (laughs) I want to
0: do a hallelujah,
2: but I
3: can't. Yeah. (laughs) I
2: don't know. I have to um, think about Margaret Thatcher and disagree with that.
3: Oh, come on, (laughs) Justin. She was a right-wing tool.
2: Yeah. Yeah, just saying, there are some women that are quite quite a lot of them.
3: Yeah, just because you like their outfits doesn't mean <laughs> you guys should, should have Justin tell you the story about him trying to get into the manhole oh. wearing his Nancy Reagan cardigan one night. Shut up!
2: but <laughs> oh, you just pulled him. But yeah. I wasn't allowed into a leather bar because I was wearing a Nancy Reagan cardigan. Yeah, that
0: that the would be style
2: yeah. that she wore, you know, like a red cardigan with piping on it. Oh my god, really? Yeah.
0: Um,
3: In the yeah. bouncer so the bouncer say, Justin? <laughs> what the bouncer tell you? <laughs>
2: Oh, dude, you You tell me. I don't even remember this story now. And I am, you
3: said you went up, and the bouncer was like, Oh, honey, no, (laughs) (laughs)
2: he was doing you a favor. Oh, Uh, you know, no, this guy just in head to toe leather, you know. Yeah, I'm sure it was cute. That's sad. I
0: mean, please tell me you're wearing a harness under it or something. I mean, come on.
2: I, w- I wasn't expecting to go to the leather bar. I do want to make that clear. I had met my friend for uh-huh. dinner. I wanted to go. And I was just like, okay, whatever. I didn't even really know what it was. I was new to Chicago. and <laughs> It's called <laughs> the manhole. Manhole, yes.
0: It's, it's well, not going to be a nice, you I know, sipping cognac it, sort of joint. Yeah.
2: I was 22 and I dressed like a little gay Nancy Reagan at the time. I was very proud of I even had the pennies in my penny loafers. You know, it was pretty gross. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> and they
3: wouldn't let It's already been said, I think. Oh, oh, like,
0: oh, I adore
2: you. Aww. I'm sorry, I was talking over you. I missed her. Oh, we were just what?
0: talking about your. The the appropriate the only appropriate response is oh honey no oh
1: honey no oh honey tell more stories like that
0: I know we need that let's just do an hour of those
1: yeah honestly you can reveal hidden past stories about Justin
2: please. This is what's horrible about having my close friends who have known me for some time on the radio show.
0: <laughs> and Justin will never volunteer a suggestion again. <laughs> it's lovely, Dandelion. We love hearing stories about you.
2: I don't know. They embarrass me, you know. But...
0: Well, those are the best kind. Yeah. yeah.
2: There are lots of stories. <laughs> I mean,
0: that's the only type of stories that are good. Those are the, the, the ones the families tell for years and years and years and years. So yeah. that you'll never get away from. And now that well, image tonight, is in my head. My
2: family never knew this story.
0: Oh, really? <laughs>
3: uh, well, Justin, if it makes you feel any better, I would also be embarrassed if I wore a red pink, pink, <laughs> <and> <laughs> white piping, Okay.
2: <laughs> I do want to point out too. this was not yesterday. (laughs) We're talking like 30 years ago. Yeah. It was quite young. And also, I did not know I was going to a leather bar. That was not in the plans. I thought I was just going to this nice, you know, Thai restaurant. So I was dressed for that. (laughs) I was dressed for a date at a Thai restaurant. Not a leather bar.
0: When you're in Chicago... (laughs) always dress like you're going to a leather bar that's like well that's what i learned yeah
2: and that's very good advice <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh but you know that um I, I said the manhole that place was iconic that was and and kind of like the, the back door i mean that is two-year-old. we can't lose yeah. you we can't lose you and we can't lose your institution yeah um,
3: i don't want to die i don't want my business to die i want this to be around for a long time you know i i i want to you know give something back to the community
0: and and you have been so, needs to that needs to survive and i
2: part of the community this move, I was going to ask you, you know, I actually attended a Zoom dance party for Bullwinkles alums. Oh, and did you? Yeah, it was really, really fun. You should, the next time it happens, I'll let you know. But it was a one, too, because we miss your faces. I
3: had a lot of fun at Bullwinkles. Uh huh. When I was a little baby queer.
2: Yeah, me too. <laughs> And it was fun to see all these faces of people all over the world now, you know, that oh, right. in years. But and that, that's was, cool. that
1: was for me. So it <laughs> 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 <'Cause> <laughs> it's another cute.
0: <laughs> They're all these cycles.
1: It's funny, I was actually listening to a podcast by this one or this. This guy who used to go to IU is in this podcast. And he's like a famous gay now that like used to work for Netflix and stuff. And I was listening to the episode. They were talking about gay bars. And they were playing this this game that was like. Is it the name of a gay bar or something else? But like they said, the back door, and he goes, "Oh, I know that's a, a gay bar. I was there all the time in Bloomington. Uh, it's in Bloomington, Indiana." And so I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's not, that's that's not gay bar. I know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. but, That's
3: yeah. funny. I mean, people, you know, like I was, I was also listening to a podcast not that long ago with Big Dipper and Nicole Byer was on it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm and uh it was uh they were talking you know i don't i don't even remember really how it came up but they're like they're talking about traveling for work or for for doing shows right and they're like and sometimes you go somewhere like indiana <laughs> and then you find something really cool like the back door and they're you know then big that he's been a couple times to perform and then nicole buyer was like oh my god i've been there that <laughs> was so fun, you know. Like that's
1: awesome. Well, and you around some We've
3: mm-hmm. also, I should say, we did get a one-star Yelp, Yelp review from a, uh, some people that were mad because they got kicked out for having a Confederate flag on.
0: Oh wow! Oh really?
1: I'm like, well, bye. Yeah, let you me be racist. One star, <laughs> right?
4: In the review.
3: It's funny because a lot of the one star reviews are from people that were like, and then they said, you know, F Trump and blah, blah, blah. And I thought there was going to be a riot. I'm like, people just really hate him that much. And if you're not on board, then, get out. we don't need you.
0: Is there a way to go on to the reviews and like click this person's a dumbass or, you know,
3: (laughs) I wish I don't, I mean, I, I don't ever respond to stuff like that because I don't really care. Either you're going to come and like it or not. I, You know, I'm not super worried about Yelp.
2: Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Does anybody really even read it?
3: (laughs) I don't know. I think people just go there to complain, really.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Fuck them. They don't need to go to bars anyway. Sorry, I have to write that down. One, thirty-two, yeah. 33. Let's just say that. Okay. I'm trying to write down all the cursing so that Lucas can go back and beep it properly.
1: Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it's fantastic.
1: I even did it, and I'm usually really good about not doing it <laughs>
0: today. It's It's the times. You know, even even with this, we are still so pushed over the edge that that Ireland will curse on the air. Um, but and I'm I'm really excited about what this opens up in the future. What what can happen? Um, mm-hmm. Where we can go as a community and as a country and as a world people um with outrage and awareness and and so grateful that like my queer family is is at the forefront of fighting I, still you know it's easy to step back and say not my fight you know but it is our fight and even if if we have BLM as centered this year for, for pride month, or it, it's all of us fighting the same oppressors. Um, and that includes within us too, right? The, there's massive racism in the LGBT community and there's frankly homophobic and transphobic, like serious homophobia and transphobia in, in, um, communities of color. Um, a lot of that I mean it's,
3: it's in the queer community too
0: yeah which just you know? is wrong um,
3: yeah and yeah exactly
0: so this gives us an opportunity to reflect and recenter and um, bring the fight out but but we have to survive too so uh, I hope that all of these loans and things get resolved and turned into grants because you need to be here for forever um, and that we can figure out ways to to keep this community together I know Bloomington's this weird place where everybody's just kind of like they blend more um, there's there's not so much um, like needing to segregate the queer community from the cishet community um and so there's not a whole lot of like confrontational energy but i think i think we can manage it i think we can do it i think we can bring it together and work with our allies and create change uh everywhere what does it look like if anybody has any ideas, please let us know. Oh, 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 oh. I'm starting a Facebook page. I actually haven't talked to anybody about it, so it might be like a renegade sort of thing. Um, not official. But where people can come together and and talk about the issues that we cover, suggest more issue uh suggest more uh topics and stuff and do what we were talking about last year about kind of opening it up uh for for our listenership and um people in the community to let us know what they think because we can talk back and forth and we can talk like in this little insular thing but but we are a community
3: Um, right yeah i mean i think talking about it is a great first step holding each other accountable you know if you see something say something if you're not comfortable saying something You know, you can find another way to get your message across. Right. Right, Like the, you know, it's just, it's a, and educate yourself, right? Don't ask a black person, what can I do? Be like, this is what I'm doing, right? Or this is how I'm helping. Don't, or just don't make it about you. I think that's the thing that white people do way too often. Right, it's not about you. You're part of the problem, even if you think you aren't. Right, just because of the way that you've been raised and taught and educated, like like we were talking about, systemic, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm I am hopeful that if this pandemic has changed everything, that we have an opportunity to change everything back. And not just, you know, like economically, racially uh climate change Mm -hmm. you know no one's really talking about how climate change is plays a huge role in why this pandemic is playing out the way it is yeah um it's everything literally everything right so
0: we have to rewrite it's like star trek and i hate to make it so uh ridiculous but it's true you know you have to go through this period where we are acting as individuals and we have our own little like you know groups and and um we need to start seeing ourselves as one human family and yeah. like fa- family in the good sense not family in the uh <laughs> you know no,
3: individualism is a huge problem in terms yeah. of You know greed inequity um uh just how you know people not following the rules for this pandemic because they're only thinking about themselves and not thinking about the people around them same thing with like you know this systemic racism that a lot of white people don't even see their privilege or see what's going on around them or take time to stop and hear other people's voices like that that is a huge part of this, Mm -hmm. you know, it is is going to, moving forward needs to be collective. It can't be individual, you know? Yeah. That whole model is no over
0: together, but six feet apart.
3: And Um, you know, they've, they've got all the money, but they don't have all the people.
0: Exactly. If we moved as one, um, mm-hmm. we'd be unstoppable.
3: Yeah. That's why, you know, these, these BLM protests have been so powerful. Like, people are fed up. You know? And if it's 99% versus 1%, I'm pretty sure the odds are bad for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, don't say that, because you were just talking about your 99% revenue
2: <laughs> but great show you guys i have to run oh we My miss run. you but it's great it's smooth thank you for coming on it's great to oh see you're
1: you. welcome indeed so thank well. you for
3: inviting me and, and I actually free time now <laughs>
2: <laughs> so i'm going to unfortunately off and um let's socially distance sometime
0: do you uh do you have the ability to read off the ending credits because actually i think we're pretty close to time on this
2: sure would you like me to do that
0: yeah always every week and sometimes you know like on sa- on like maybe saturday morning just as right. comfort. <laughs>
2: i'll just wake up saying it do you want to go with your part first
0: oh do i okay yeah i guess i can do that yeah i was like no I'll
2: we can just let do you the, do it here we well. go you to talk, you cannot
0: um actually i do mine after here so i'll just say well we've run out of time again and thank you so much smooth for coming in and contributing to this uh revolution
3: Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: Anytime.
2: Blooming Out is a production of WFHB Community Radio and produced by Melanie Davis and Kate Young. Lucas Fisher is our engineer. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm Justin Robertson.
0: I'm Melanie Davis, and remember, if everything were straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Be well, stay safe, speak truth, manifest equity, Demand justice and good night from your blowing out family.